It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Hey! It's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's game day. Possible game day. What possible game day? Jay, yesterday we were three people. I feel like I'm so far away from you now. I know. Paul and I were as close as we've ever been. I know. You guys can pretty much (laughs) Paul was where you are. I was where G is. I'm like, hello, Jay! (laughs) It's funny. It's it's funny. I'm still able to hear him. Yeah. What a shocker. Imagine that. What a shocker. By the way, quick story. But but first, let's say how to G is back. back. Yeah. I'm back back in the building. Playing hurt. But yeah, back in the yeah. building. And yeah. Bernie Kozar on today and, and Bernie will be sitting where his helmet is right now. But but bizarre thing that I just realized, and I forgot to mention it this week, but I know personally the Yankees first base coach. And I didn't realize he was the Yankees first base coach. How do you know? Like, I, I don't I haven't kept in Who touch with him it? over the years. Okay. So the Yankees first base coach is a guy named Travis Chapman. Okay. I had no idea he was coaching first for the Yankees. So and I haven't spoken to him in years. I'll tell you how I know him, but so they mentioned, I was like, he's, it can't be the same Travis Chapman. And it was. So Travis Chapman was drafted by the Phillies and played in their minor league system. Oh. Uh, he was drafted in 2000. And in 2000, I was doing play-by-play in Batavia, which was the Phillies' A-ball stop. And he was there. So he played for our team in 2000, was a great guy. I was very friendly with him, knew him well. In fact, funny story, he had a great year. He had like a, an 800 OPS. Wow. He was a big doubles hitter. He was a really good hitter. Did he ever play hitter. in the bigs or no? One at bat. No Can way. you imagine that? 0 for 1. He got called to the big leagues in 2003. And, oh, remember, in those days, you had 40 guys in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got called up as one of the 40-man. He, he didn't play basically the whole month. He finally got one at bat, I think the last week of the season. I, he made an out. I don't. He didn't strike out, I know, but he made an out. 0 for 1. That was it. He was out of baseball. Wow. wow. So that, it's that's like, great. It's like Moonlight Graham almost. I was going to say it. He actually got a hit. Moonlight yeah. Graham right? story. Like, but like a sadder Moonlight Graham. Exactly. Yeah. What it is here's, sad. Well, what would be awfully sad, and this has happened, obviously, yeah. you, and you, you, you get called up. Yeah. You're ready for your first at-bat. The game ends with you're in the on-deck circle. Right. And, and then you got to tell that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's but he, here's the funny thing that I don't know if he'd want me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's funny. I don't even know if this was ever public at the time because it's minor league baseball. Nobody cared. He had an awesome season for us in Batavia. He was like a doubles machine. I think he led the league in doubles. Roided up. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, but, well, yes. All right, good. But not steroids. Hemorrhoids. What? <laughs> what? No. He, late in the season, he had a major problem with hemorrhoids. And every time he had to run, he would run like with – it was so funny. He had to run funny because he had a Did it make him fast? Yeah, he definitely would not want that being public. Right. But it was so funny. We were joking about it. But he was <laughs> such a nice guy. And now he's the Yanks And then he just – you know, he was out of baseball. And I didn't even know – and then I, I and then I, I saw they said first base coach Travis Chapman and I was looking at him like that's him. It's twenty years later, but I'm like that's him. Wow. And then I looked it up. He'd been coaching in the minors for a while, 
and he got called. He I wonder up. what his connection happen? was to, to Aaron Boone. Yeah, I was trying to think about that because Aaron Boone was never in the Philly system. All I but. heard there, though, was if you are at the game, at, at, when we when the Guardians come home, if you're by first base side, you just chant, Hemorrhoids, hemorrhoids, <laughs> never got a hit, never got a hit, hemorrhoids. Oh, That's what man. I want to hear coming yeah, out know, of everybody. One of the ways to make sure you win is to get under the skin of the first base. That, there you go. <laughs> Let's get yes. it done. It's underrated. We got to fight where we can fight, you guys. Surefire right. way to just really. We have Sandy Alomar, so we have the huge advantage at first yeah. base. Coach. Right. I mean, a huge advantage. Big time. He's a much more successful player. Bethesda, by the way. Bethesda is the perfect name. That we know of. (laughs) Bethesda is the perfect name for a single A team, like city name, too. Is that where you said you were? Batavia. Oh, Batavia. Never mind. Batavia. That's so perfect. It's great. That that reminds me of people chanting and and doing dugout cheers. At what age do you realize? 12. This, this don't work. Yeah, we if, want if, a pitcher, well, not a belly pitcher. Softball, they do it all the <laughs> way. No, no, I know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it, yeah mm-hmm. it's a little odd. It's kind of an odd Mom's tradition. A, but You guys aren't chattering out there. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Pick it up, guys. Sandy, would you be quiet? You're embarrassing everyone, Sandy. I tell, I tell my kids to cheer, not do like chants, but I tell right. them like doing you know, cheer for their teammates and stuff yeah. like that. I remember up. when I coached my son's uh, – <laughs> Regular little league team. It wasn't yeah. travel because you never see that at travel. They just they know right. it doesn't a little work. more mature. But in a rec league, one time in the championship game, the other dugout was there. This was their strategy. Yeah, we're not going to shut up the entire That's game. So corny. Yeah. And yeah, that it was is like lame. by the third inning, even their own parents were going, guys. Can we please get this <laughs> right? It was so <laughs> That's bad. a strategy. McNuggets it was a strategy. It did not work, oh, but it was a strategy. You back there just looking at the views dropping off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is good. And, you know, I remember I played baseball in high school, and we even in high school, like sophomore year, we still were doing the – you know, oh. high pitch, batters throwing up, get a bucket, all that. Oh, stuff. come on. In high school? In high school? Yeah. You, were, you were one we of them? We the state championship game. What? The whole bench did it, yeah. Bro, that lie. is lame. It's unheard of. That's, oh my god. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just saying it's what we did back in the mid-2000s. Uh, what high school in New Jersey? Henry Hudson Regional School, the smallest no, it's high like, school in New Jersey. Yeah, it's literally class micro A. We were the smallest <laughs> high school in New Jersey, yeah, literally. <laughs> Do you know who, uh, what, you want to watch these views drop. Who was Henry Hudson? Wait. I don't well I don't really know who Henry Well Hudson the Henry Hudson Parkway in, yeah, in, in, in New York. Anybody in the comments, Hudson let us know River. who Henry Hudson, Hudson is. Do River. the research. We appreciate yeah, he's, it. I think he was an explorer. Okay. He, he, I, I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah, I can tell I'm you. Not I'm not going to be a phony. I'm an explorer. And That's, the Hudson River is named after him as well. All right. I'll say one thing real quick. We were the small public high school. We had a pitcher who went to the major leagues, which is why I made a state championship. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll do it. Who? Especially in the small class. His name was Jerry Vasto. He was a relief pitcher for the Rockies. He the struck out Bulls friend. Play shortstop, too. Yeah. <laughs> that would be ironic. He did hit 700, too. The stud pitcher in high school always plays shortstop, shortstop and always hits it. Oh, he was yeah. a lefty, so he played center field. He was a lefty. All right. Uh, okay. so, 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 we got Maurice Clark with us, though. What's up, Maurice? Hey! Maurice! Oh. <laughs> there he is. Uh, hey, new background. You're down in the man cave, aren't you? What's going on there? Yeah, I'm in the man cave. Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> like I he's see what you're doing. Hey, man. Very I, nice. I see a little granite over there. Yeah. You got a I'm little going. backsplash going. You trying to be somebody? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, congrats, Maurice. I know yes, last week you that's right. join us because you had something way more important. Thank you. So congratulations. Well, tell us what was way more important and tell us how it went. Oh, well, if you want a story. Well, I, I, we, well, the good part is that we had a, a new baby boy, and uh, he came wow. into the world uh, October sixth. Oh, Buckeyes are already recruiting hey, him. Hey, yeah. we, hey, Texas A&M already to hit him up. <laughs> and uh, I am no, confirmed. Hold on. So, so then my lady, she had complications after the, the procedure, and so I was I, I was up twenty six hours. She had to have emergency oh. surgery after, 
Oh, right, wow. that was crazy. And Is she then okay now? 26... Yeah, she's okay now. We just got home last night uh, about 11 p.m. Oh. And um, it, it was it was a lot going on. But it, I tell you this, what, one, it gave me a different respect for nurses who advocate for patients because if she didn't advocate for, who knows, something could have went like uh, a lot different than what it did. Wow. Uh, two, uh, yeah, advocate for patients and then just, uh, I don't think you really appreciate a woman until you see what they go through to bring children into this world. I can uh, agree I, more. I definitely, yeah, yeah, I definitely appreciate it a whole lot more. And uh, I, I started to ask for more kids prior to, but after that, I said, hey, we're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could, I could, you do that so, so now let me ask you this, um, and I know it's very early in the game, but mm-hmm. do you want your son to play football? And if you do, where would you like to see him play in college? And I know it's still early. We don't know how it's – can he run? Can he hit the hole? I don't know yet. <laughs> but what, what are your They're early answers to those two I, questions? Yeah, I think the short answer, I, I would want my kids to play football for – or sports in general for all of the ancillary reasons. Like, I played as a means to an end for uh, finances, right? Right. And I would want them to play just from – just the camaraderie, the competitiveness, the toughness, uh, just all the things you get from sports that don't necessarily show up on, uh, I guess, the, the, the scorecard or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I would definitely want them to play sports. Uh, obviously, being selfish, I would want them to stay here and stay in state. Uh, I think one thing that um, a lot of guys don't understand is that, you know, we seem to look at the colleges we want to go to, but I'm not sure that I would have this same success in business if I went to school at, you know, Notre Dame or if I went down to Miami, if I went to Tennessee. You know, I'm I'm, I'm from Ohio, so me doing business after I'm done playing a sport, you know, playing for Ohio State, all those things benefited from us. I benefit from them. So hopefully there's things that I can do that uh, that they – build upon and, and relationships to have. But I would want them to stay here in the state. Very nice. Now, you said in there the state. Go. Does that mean anywhere but Ohio be State? be a Bobcat? Or does that mean you want him to go to Ohio State? Because we know that your relationship oh, with the school has been a yeah. little bit tumultuous. <laughs> no, I, I would love for him to go. Uh, and I would love for him to go down to Columbus. Hopefully in, you know, 15, 20 years, we still win it and the program still has uh, its, uh, its, uh, its esteem. You know, the, the irony is that I talk to uh, Jonathan Vilma and DJ Williams a lot, right? And it's almost crazy to believe that uh, when they were in school down in Miami, Miami was this powerhouse, right? And nobody could ever imagine that Miami mm. would be in the condition that it's in now. Oh, that's a good and point. And so, uh, yeah, as, as easy as we say, I'm pretty sure 20 years ago, we would have never thought Miami would be uh, be spoken of like a lower-tier program in college sports with all the talent down there, high school and uh, and everything else. But, you know, I'm hoping that Ohio State stays oh, they uh, in this place of prominence. It's the – Maurice, it's I, the. I got to say yeah. this real quick, I, just really quickly on, on this. I think it's so cool. Um, you know, in African-American households, there's a lot of time. I remember, you know, different places where all the people that usually got in trouble were the people that were taking money that were doing it for for ends to a means, right? You know, they're taking care of people back home. You know, you got people that, that stole laptops. Just basic, you know, doing things for survival. I think it's so cool how... In America, you can change your life in one generation. So now you have yeah. a son. Yeah. And when he goes to college, two, two right? Yeah. So when they go to college, yeah. they don't he, they don't have to worry about where am I getting this from? They don't. You, you Maurice can tell him, hey, you don't got to do none of that. I got you. Don't even yeah. worry about that. I we will we, we'll make sure you get a car. We'll make sure that you have a laptop and some of the different things that um that that'll help you stay academically uh you know in, in contact and, and on goal and reaching where you want to do. 
and they don't have that pressure. All they got to do is go be regular students. And I think in the African-American um, community, that's just that's just a rarity. And so it's super cool yeah. to see that and understand that, you know, they don't have to go what you went through. So that, that's definitely dope. Very cool. All right, um, no fence riders. That's where we're going to start today. Yeah. We're going to definitely dive into game two, Guardians, <laughs> Yankees. We have some numbers for you. I don't know if this game's going to happen. Rain-wise, it doesn't look like it, not today. And Bernie Kosar will join us uh, for the second hour of the program. So, Maurice, you ready to go on no fence riders? Absolutely. How many questions do we have, McNuggets? We have six. It's always a six-pack of questions. Six, six we pack. have one unanimous one. That is it. Wow. First time it's the lowest we've had. And as always, Maurice, we'll start with you. Let's see the first one, Steve. Will the Browns go for it on fourth down more times than they'll punt on Sunday? Maurice, what says you? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'll go put more. So no. That's a no for Maurice. No. Yeah. Let's see how the rest of the panel answered here, Steve. Maurice will be siding with the majority, but bull. The one wow. who thinks Kevin Stefanski and the Browns will be extra aggressive <laughs> no, no, he, against that Bill Belichick. Either that or they just won't need to punt he, much. He was, you are aware this wasn't what you would do. It's what the Browns would do. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. For me, I'd never punt. Um, but, uh, but I think this – I really – obviously, I've gone out on a limb and said I'm guaranteeing a Browns victory this week. Yes. I feel very good about the Browns this week. Um, I feel very good about their ability to run the football as they've done all year. They've dominated on the ground. And when the Patriots have faced a good run offense this year, they have struggled. And so I don't think they're going to punt very much. We know my guess is three fourth down attempts, two punts. Wow. Very specific. Yes. Wow. That is. I just, you know, I, I hear what you're saying about the matchup. The Patriots run defense has not been good. That's been the, where the Browns have buttered their bread, but and I know the Lions are it's small sample size, but after four weeks in the NFL, they were the NFL's most explosive offense, and they got nothing right. against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Nothing. And that, that sticks in my head. Yeah, it's a little scary. Also, I do think that for all those – I think they'll have those opportunities – um, but we've seen a lot of times when we're we're two and seven, and then what do we do? Throw the ball two times in a row for some reason, and then we've got to punt it. They don't always make the right call when they should be running it twice. There, oh, listen, but. the odds are in your favor. I mean, they in most games you punt more than you go for it on fourth down. Right. Yeah. I just think with the fact that Stefanski's pretty aggressive on fourth down in general. And I just have a kind of a hunch that the Browns are going to play extremely well in this game. That's why I went with. Them. I love your hunch, man. Generally yeah. played very well. If it's fourth and one, I go. If it's fourth and one, and you got Jacoby Brissett, he's really good at quarterback yeah. sneaking. No doubt. Go ahead, go for it. Yeah, man. yeah. I don't. I don't want to see them go for it in minus territory ever again. I, I just don't. Well, I disagree with my, that. If it's is, fourth and if one, it's like. 40's, 40 yard line is kind of like a gray area, right? Yeah, it's I mean, like, between for the 40 me, if and the it's 50, 40, 40 you, you got to look at the game situationally. Yeah. But if you're going to put something on a card, yeah. and this is my approach going into the game, if it's third or fourth and one or more, 
and and you're 60 yards from the end zone, that's a perfect area yeah. to try to pin the defense, yes. to pin the offense back inside the 10-yard line. But the Browns line. defense has struggled so much anyway. But but if I'm less than fourth, if I'm fourth inside of fourth and one, if it's I never punt on less than fourth and one. No, I know never. you don't. Maurice, where are you on this this craziness where everybody seems to be going for it? On four? It's like you're playing and, Madden. And, and, but the thing is, Jay, is the people like you who are against this yeah. only bring it up when it doesn't work and never no. bring it up when it does. I, I said many times when the Browns picked it up, yeah, it worked out. I still right. wouldn't have done it. What say okay. you, Maurice? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, I, I played a long game. You, you, you have to pin them down, uh, down there in the field when you can use the kicker. Uh, to kick the ball, you, you just uh, I remember we used to have these charts and it showed how many times or, or the percentage uh, that a team had if they were in like a certain yard range. And I wouldn't want to keep giving short fields if I struggled. Right. And you would like to think that it, if, it, if it was short, if it was fourth and short, that that everybody would be keen on, on, on Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb to get the ball. And uh, I, I just don't know. I'm a punter. I can't explain it as clean as I That's want to. That's the Jim Trestle. Yeah. By... yeah, you got that Trestle. Yeah, yeah. Jim Trestle <laughs> loves yeah, the yeah, yeah. Trestle, <laughs> Trestle watches these NFL games the same way I do. Yeah. 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 Trestle loved the punt. Yeah. Boy. Well, he had a defense. Wait a long game. Yeah. Yeah. Trust your defense, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's number two, McNuggets? Question number two. Will Nick Chubb outrush the Patriots as a team by himself? Maurice, Absolutely. you're up first. Yeah, absolutely. He's on the roll right now. Uh, he, he, he's running well. And as a running back, man, when you're running well, uh, you just go into the game with a with just like supreme confidence, right? And you believe that – and you kind of know what, what, what plays are working. You know who's blocking well. Uh, you got a feeling of speed for the game. So I don't see him slowing down. And all this stuff just gives you confidence. Like you go out here and you rip off these games like you had. Uh, I just think that he's going to perform well and rush for more than their team in, uh, collectively. Wow. Maurice said yes. The panel was a 2-2 split. Let's see the mm. results here. Steve, take the graphic. Bull and G say yes. Polk and Jay <laughs> say nay. Yeah. Why yes, guys? Uh, well, well, you know, my, my prediction or my statement that I said Dick Chubb is better than Emmitt Smith, it looks better every day. I mean, mm. he ain't got the yards yet, but I'm saying Nick Chubb, to me, is the best player in the league right mm -hmm. now, bar none. I, yeah. I look at quarterbacks. I look at uh, everywhere around. He's the best part. Look, this guy, and think about it. He's doing that on a pitch count. Yeah. 17. We took, I would, I would, 21 carries would have been beautiful. 17 carries, 134. If he comes out here this week, and I think everybody should, should come along on the bandwagon. If he comes yeah. out here this week and he gets his 150 or whatever the case may be against Bill Belichick, we should no longer, we should get rid of the phrase eight man boxes or we got to do no, no, no. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Nick Chubb is now on that level where it's a LeBron Kobe Jordan thing where it's like, oh, yeah, you could. No one says you're going to stop Michael Jordan. That ain't right. happening. You just hope he miss a few times or hopefully he have a bad night. But as far as shutting him down, nobody shuts Nick Chubb down. If he gets 20 carries, he gets those yards because even if you have a free guy coming, I watched all 22. It doesn't matter. He makes the first guy miss or he runs him over or he stiffs arms him. Yeah, and, and that's the point of nine man box. What's the point of it? If the free guy can't tackle him, right? Yeah. When you say he's the best player in the league and I'm not arguing. I'm just curious about some. I want some clarification here. Do you mean if you were to start your own NFL team right now and you could have any player, you only got one player to start with, you would take Nick Chubb above everybody else. 
No, is that a different question? That, that's more of a that's more of a philosophical question. Yeah, how you build how you build a team, team right, and yeah. what, but to me, you're saying at his position, no one is as good. But not just at his position, he's saying he's saying he's the no, best no, player no, in the no, league. What I'm saying, but he's a better running back than anybody, anybody else, else is a quarterback, is a quarterback. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, so, so, or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. So, apples to apples. So yeah. and, and, and and even when they're trying to stop him, mm -hmm. right? It just doesn't matter. It's just like, okay, well, we're going to get the ball this way and we're going to score. No. And, and it's like, I, to me, that is so valuable because usually, generally speaking, only quarterbacks do that. It's hard to be a transcendent receiver. Right. But and, it, and then when you talk about transcendent quarterbacks, they could just throw the ball. You look up and they have 320 yards. You're like, but we stopped them. We slowed him down. Yeah. He still got 320. Nick Chubb is on that level as a running back. Mike, why did you say he w that, that he won't? Just kind of math. 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 Yeah. Just yeah. math. I mean, yeah. he got one guy against an entire team. And you're right. right. I mean, he's he's phenomenal. It's fun to watch. I just feel like cumulatively, I think that they are, they'd have it'd be pretty embarrassing if, if their what, team didn't match up to Nick Chubb. What's remarkable is the Patriots are a good running team. Yes. They're a run first team. And they only have as a team 97 more rushing yards than Nick Chubb alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is remarkable because he's one person. But he is the leading team. the league in right. rushing. He is too. leading the league, but still, they're a good rushing team. Now, they Harris have is lost out. Harris. Right. Ramondre Stevenson's Stevenson a nice runner. Is there, is, I think he's their, their guy. I think I, he's, I think he's better than Harris. I like, yes. I do too. And I also count on Stefanski to, to, uh, to move the ball around a little bit more. Nick Chubb averaging almost 120 yards per game. What is, about you? Why did you? Yeah, why did you the reason I said no is because I just know what Bill Belichick's calling card is. Uh -huh. You look at the other team. What is it that they do best? How is it they can beat you? And it just jumps off the page at you. Nick Chubb is the best player on the Browns offense. I know we keep saying this. And so he's going to put about all him. of his efforts in stopping him and making Jacoby. I, I just don't think it's going to work. Is, I know, that's my question. It, yeah. Everybody, it may not. I've been hearing this about Bill Belichick all week, and I'm sure, you know, the guy's obviously a genius and whatnot in, in what he does, but are there coaches who who's uh, who don't try to shut down the most potent <laughs> part of oh, the no. other team? No, they all do. And there are other coaches who are like, yeah, that's a good idea. We but should try to shut down. He's better at it. Oh, he's good yeah. at it. He know, well, he's got six Super Bowl rings. Yes, he does. He's, he's better at eight, it. If you count his two as an assistant with the Giants. But again, if you look at the when he's faced good run running teams this year, he they have not shut it down they couldn't shut down the Packers running game and I can't remember who else they only beat so much game, you can do based on personnel yeah I just think they're too good I don't think the, I agree with G I don't think the Browns running game can be stopped like you said there might be a game or two where Nick Chubb whatever reason the offensive line doesn't have it and maybe it's with this game I I, I think that's very unlikely I think the the reason to to make the argument you guys are is more well the Patriots should be able to run really well too because the Browns defense sucks yeah. But I think the Browns, like the Patriots, know that the Patriots are going to want to run the ball because Bailey Zappi's probably going to play. It's probably not going to be Mac Jones. But even if it is Mac Jones, they want to run the ball. Sure. And so, you know, I think it'll be close because I think the Patriots will have a lot of rushing yards too. All right, Mikey, what's the third one? All right, time for number three. Steve, let's take it. Will Miles Garrett have more sacks than NFL sack leader Matthew Judon in this game? Maurice, you're up first. Um... This kind of goes against the, what's the last question. I'll say yes. And the only reason I say that is because I think we'll do a lot of running. So Maurice says yes. Okay. Let's see what the panel says, Steve. It is not unanimous because Jay Crawford says no. Wow, I thought yeah. I'd be alone on the yes. I, I almost, I almost, I was almost. I was no. on the fence too. I was on the note. I, I think I switched it at the last minute. To Ooh. me, it has less to do with Garrett. And more to do with, I don't think the Browns just don't give up sacks. Yeah, Brissett, for the for the most part, Brissett has done a good job 
of throwing the ball yeah. and, mm-hmm. and getting it I out think quick. Garrett gets – I don't think either is going to have a great game in this game. I know Judon's been great. I got one for Miles and zero for Judon. Wow. That's me. Don't the Patriots – do the Patriots lead the NFL in sacks? They're uh, tied for third in sacks. The Eagles have 18. The Patriots have 16. But they lead the league in quarterback pressures and pressure rate. I knew, th- I knew they led in pressure rate. So, I mean, if they've got 16 in five games, you're getting over three sacks a game. Yep. Um, and those are coming from Judon. He gets home. Right, but the I Browns like are only motor. giving up one a game. Just haven't seen it for miles, guys. I know, I got to see it strip, first. If you pulled the Garrett off the back of his jersey and you just watched him, he's a really good player, but... He I hasn't made I, a lot of special plays. I think his reputation makes all of us think that he's just going to flip a switch and take over any game whenever he wants, but he's just he doesn't do that. Well, I mean, again, that. part of it is that he doesn't have a lot of help there, and so he's getting sure he's getting double and triple team probably more than any player in the league. But the the facts are he hasn't made him a lot of impact plays. That's just a fact. Hey, no. you know it's production. Yeah. As a defensive end, it's, it, we always talk about it. There's it, me playing defensive end. You you have what we call. Are you in your gap? Are you being technically sound? Are you shedding blocks? Do you do all that other different stuff? And you can get a decent grade doing that, or. You could get a horrible crate <laughs> and you can have four sacks, right? Be very uh-huh. disruptive. Like you can have a horrible game and get four sacks. Now, the coach will tell you, hey, man, you really weren't even supposed to be in that gap. Or what are you doing right here? Mm-hmm. Like, but if you got the production, he said, as long as you're going to do that, you're going to go rogue, you better get home because I'm not trying to see you because you, you got to right. deal with me then. So right now, it just, it looks like, it's just status quo. It's like I'm up here, I'm, I'm you know, playing the run, I'm doing the different things. But th- what, it's a fine line between doing your job and, and saying, I got to make a play, right? And I, I will, there's one fair criticism, right? There is a fair criticism of Miles Garrett is this. When the game is on the line, that's why they pay defensive ends that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Because when the game is on the line, a defensive end can sack somebody, strip them, and then the game's over. We've seen Aaron Donald do it. We've right. seen yeah. TJ Watt, JJ Watt, it, it, because they can end the drive just like that. Linebackers and the rest of the guys don't have that ability. Defensive ends do, and we have not seen that. Nope. No. No. All right, number, number four. four. Nuggets. Question number four. This one was a dead even split. Maurice, your answer will be the determining factor. Is this the game the Browns finally force multiple turnovers? Yes or no? Uh, no. I don't think so. Maurice Why? says no. Why not? With an explanation. Why not? I- no, I, I just um, – the games I've watched at Browns, it, just, it didn't get – like the way I felt about the Browns week one, week two defense, and the way I feel about them now are completely different. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing to say. No, it's a bad uh, thing. But, but, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, it just – you know, the, the games I've watched, man, it just doesn't seem like uh, – I, I guess I, I guess I was just marketed to – or they marketed them very well to me. And it just seems like a, a, a average group of guys. Uh, I don't see like these turnover machines and uh, people rushing the quarterback to get the ball out all crazy. These uh, big complex blitz schemes. I just don't see it. Yeah. They uh, were so. oversold. They were oversold. That, that, that's it to me, but but I bought into it. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I did too. But as you can see by my answers, I'm selling everything now. Um, all right, what, what, what's the group well, said? He said no, and that means he is taking the side of the fence with everybody except – Adam the Bull. Again. Oh, Adam is like Mr. Piper positive right now. Adam's waving my face banner. on the picture. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a weird position that I've been in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's very unusual. You all right? Here I am. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I hit my head or something. Uh, 
Um, turnovers, part of it's aggressiveness by the defense, right? Which the Browns don't play. I think a lot of it is aggressiveness. But some of it's just pure luck. Well, but but here's why I say that. Yeah. When you're aggressive, you're putting pressure on the defense. True. And when you put pressure on the defense, you force them to make mistakes. Right. We're not getting interceptions because we don't blitz. However, they have a rookie quarterback who's playing his second game. Maybe. Whose name is Bailey. Maybe. I think that's important to mention. I trust a man named Bailey. Bailey. Well, I mean, it could be Bailey Zappi. Yeah. I mean, it Mac could be, but I think Bailey is going to play. I mean, Mac Jones put 41 on us last year, and he was I a rookie. You. I know. That's true. Fine. That doesn't mean it, – it, basically, I'm just saying I, I think they're going to get lucky is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're just super positive, and you're just going to take the yes. yes. Okay. By the way, one other thing I mentioned yesterday, I want to mention it again, because usually I don't care about uniforms, but I love those Patriots yeah, uniforms. Yeah, they're sharp. Yeah, they, they, they really are so are. The red ones, yeah, no, I yeah. like those things. Yeah. Those are the old Steve Grogan unis. Love them. Way back in the day. Um, I, I said no just because um, they they haven't done it. No. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> There's no reason to believe they're, they they're will, They're not really. forcing turnovers. And a lot of people, I the number one biggest telltale stat in all of football, everybody said, well, if you rush for 300 yards, if you got, or if you rush for 100 yards, if you throw for 300 yards, if you win the turnover battle, you're going to win the game the vast majority of the time. That's true. Mm-hmm. This football, the NFL today is predicated on not making mistakes with the football while you force your opponent to make mistakes. It's plain and simple. Go look at the end of the year, every year for the last 15. Look at the plus-minus ratios. Just look at that. And that will tell you likely who won the Super Bowl, or at least who made it to the Super Bowl, who made the playoffs, and who did not. I believe that you force turnovers by being aggressive. Yes. And this defense... Actually, this is true. I, I heard this as a rumor, but I looked into it, and I, I got the videotape. We can show it later. I looked into it. The Browns' defense actually runs over to the other end of the field when the other team's offense is going to come out, and they roll out a red carpet for them, and they cheer for them. Oh, is that right? So, yeah. Statistically. Which is stunning. I, I heard that, that happen, yeah. and I'm like, no way they do yeah. that. But now I, I saw I think it sends game. a bad message. <laughs> I think it is. I think it's a little too hospitable. I do, yeah. We're too nice. I yeah. keep saying it. We need more dogs. Um, Browns have a zero yes. turnover differential. Zero. There you go. Well, that's actually could takeaways. be worse. And where does that rate in the league? It's uh, right in the middle. And and where are we in the I, league? I, I, I'm going to say this, and this is who's I, got I, the best record. Philadelphia is I, plus nine. I've, there I, you go. I've, I've I've given this to everybody I see. I talked to Tyvis. I said I love your breakdowns, Tyvis. I love you, dog. But you be listen. You can't keep. You keep telling me we gonna get it fixed. Yeah. I, I listen. You if. Thousand percent get it fixed. Thought, yeah, yeah. No, you guys no are cool. not. You guys are not buying it at all. What about Maurice? Maurice, they're not. Say, good. I want to they, say they something. They, yeah. the Browns aren't good at anything on defense. You can't give me. Well, that's fair. One thing. That's that is absolutely one. fair. Give me one me thing see. that they excel at. Maurice, I let Maurice get in. Yeah. No. No. So I heard Jay say something. This. This is football in general. Uh, if you don't have nasty guys, you need some of the nastiest. Ignorant, brutal, <laughs> nasty people. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I ran a football, but I was nasty. Like you, you have to have nasty people on your team. Disrespectful, grungy people, blue collar people. I'm telling you. He's right. You, you, He's absolutely I, I, right. No, I, I'm telling. I'll say this. Right. The reason that Ohio State struggles in the playoffs, and I'm saying this from just this has nothing to do with the Browns right now. Mm. Because they don't have these guys who I've seen in the SEC mm. who grow up in the country, who grow up nasty, who come in the facility, 
grungy, nasty, dirty, and that love to play the game. Right? Yep. That is the big difference between the SEC and Big Ten football. It's too cute. It's too nice. The reason that Ohio State won a championship back with Cordell, uh, Cordell Jones was because Cordell was nasty. And when he's running over defensive backs as your quarterback, you instill that in your team. Mm-hmm. The Browns don't have anybody who's nasty. Everybody's cute and pretty, and they make a lot of money, and they're good players, and they, and they, and they look well. But you need, like, disrespectful, nasty, grungy people. James in order Harrison. To win. That's just the – James Harrison, nasty. Yep. You know, you know what I'm saying. If you just go, if you go look back at, at just go look at the Rams. But if you go look at the Rams and what they were doing and how they were doing it, that's just what it is, man. You just need those type of people. I, I, Great point. I agree with it's it. We really touched on it a time or two. I sent They're that those guys. Twitter video where the where the coach is saying we need more dogs. We 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 need more dogs. And the Browns need yeah. more dogs. They just don't have that in them right now. They don't have that fight right no, now. No, they Seems don't. Like. They do what, want what, offense. Yeah. Well, Nick Chubb, and I, I say this all the time. Right. If you can give me 11 Nick Chubbs on defense, yeah. you're winning a Super Their Bowl every year. Their offensive line, they got some dogs Because Nick too. Chubb is yeah. nasty, Maurice. Yeah. He runs. Yeah, he's just quiet. Yeah. He's, he's quiet, quiet. Kareem Hunt, too, yeah. is nasty. Sure. I mean, but on, on defense, no, I can't name one guy I think of, oh, he's nasty. Right. No. Maurice, you got someone at your front door. Bro. Your, your ring is going nuts. Yeah. Oh, you can hear that? Oh, <laughs> Tink- <laughs> Is Tinkerbell in, the, in your room? <laughs> someone wants in, man. <laughs> someone wants hey. in. So- <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, we got we got two more questions here, Maurice. All right, yeah. The I, next I heard one. It in my ear. I didn't realize y'all could hear it. Yeah, that's nah, all good. No you just had a you just had a baby boy. We we'll let it yeah, slide, let's Maurice. Go. <laughs> Will the Browns have three players with at least at least fifty receiving yards on Sunday, Maurice? This this would contradict my statement about Nick Chubb. So just just to stay true to form, I'm going to say no because I, I hope I hope the majority of the the carries go to Nick Chubb, and he does real well, and we don't have to throw the ball that much. That's what I'm, I'm hoping. Maurice says no because they will run the ball a lot. The panel says this. Once again, again, I'm alone. Gee, many Chris. It's the bull of I- the <laughs> island of bull. Bull is just – he's like Mr. Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, 50 yards is not a ton of yardage. No, but you wouldn't think so. They yeah. haven't done that this year, have they? They did it last week. They did. Yeah, it was one time. Is and, that the and, only time? It yeah. Is the only time oh yeah. I would guess no. They haven't done uh, it at all. I thought they did against. Yeah, the it's the three. It's the three times. It's that, the three. It's the three. I gotta only. tell you. Um, obviously, Amari Cooper's been really good. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, David Njoku has. We expected a lot with yeah, the contract he got right. for the most well, part. Well, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be DPJ. Yeah. Amari Cooper. And Njoku. Njoku. Those are the three that are going to get. Yeah, Bell isn't going to have it. I think it's possible Kareem Hunt can get Schwartz it. isn't going to have it. Did Look you guys at see I mean, the video Schwartz. yesterday of Anthony Schwartz at practice? Even though I sent you? By the way, David Njoku yeah, wants yes. for about 1,000 yards. He couldn't get through the blocking dummy. I, I said that before I mean, the season. Yeah. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is on pace for like 750 yards. I mean, I, I, that's pretty good. Yeah. But the the idea of three of that three of those coming together at the same oh, time. Well, I don't think anybody's going to have a monster game individually. Mm-hmm. I think like Cooper is going to have sixty eight yards, and the going to have sixty two yards, and DPJ is going to have like fifty five. I think they'll all be between fifty and okay. seventy. Okay, you you know you know it was hurt. You heard the um, the Browns right now, and you saw I, I looked at Kareem Hunt's numbers down there 83, 83 uh, yards through receiving. receiving right? Yeah, they didn't get and, him the ball. That's, thought, that's atrocious. You know why? They didn't, sl- they didn't, they didn't shut Stefanski's screen game all the way down. Hmm. I remember the first two years Stefanski <laughs> would, would scheme up these, these screens. 
and they would be chunk plays. I mean, these are touchdown yeah. long plays because then you, you would get Kareem yeah. Hunt and Nick Chubb out in the secondary <laughs> yeah. and they couldn't tackle him. But this year, no, it just seems like I don't know if it's it, whether it's the linemen or they're doing something schematically wise that people are are picking out on film. Yeah, because now defensive linemen are just standing right yeah. by the backs. And how many I, times do you think they had just throw the ball on the ground because yeah. there's guys next I, to I it. think they need to throw Kareem Hunt the ball down the field a little bit. And yeah. I think he'd be effective. And I also think we've all harped on a lot. I think with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field together. That will get Kareem Hunt open too in the passing. That game. is my biggest pet peeve. For, I, I know I, 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 my pet peeve on defense is we don't put pressure, we don't blitz on offense. And Maurice, please, please explain this to me. Why are we all so stupid? And Kevin Stefanski is just so much smarter than everybody. Why is it that we see Chubb and Hunt on the field maybe one or two plays a game? And it works. And when they have them on the field at the same time, the play always works. Why is he because not doing that more? He's going to say that uh, my third wide receiver is better than my second running back. That's no the chance. argument he's going to make. That's yeah. bad. Right? No that's, that, that's what he's going. That's yeah, what he's going to say. Do you agree with that? Everybody? No, no, not at all. I think you create like football is matchups, and I said this since I've been on the show. It's it's what everybody knows. You put Kareem Hunt on their weak side linebacker. You put Nick Chubb on their weak side linebacker. You catch the ball in space and, you know, you, you have drives and you have big plays. And you have guys who can catch it for seven and, and carry it for 20. But there's a lot of people, believe it or not, philosophically, they want to play, play, play the game a little bit faster. They want to score faster. And that becomes their philosophy. They want to throw the ball downfield. Mm. But I have no clue as to why you don't put both of these guys on the field. You can dictate the defense that people have to play. And then you can, you know, you can shuffle around your receivers to to, to to do crossing patterns, and you can over flood zones to cause a matchup problem. And there, there's so much more you can do when you have two great running backs. Just think about this, right? Never in a million years do people line up and say, "Hey, man, I have to really be worried about the two guys in the backfield." You don't have a lot of defensive sets for that, right? And G to your question about the screen uh, packages, there's only certain formations that a lot of guys run screen packages out of, right? So I'm pretty sure that most most of these teams, uh, they, they win the offseason. I'm telling you, if you go to these film rooms, these film rooms are super detailed, broke down. They will tell you the amount of times that things were ran. They will tell you the formations they were ran out of. So I'm pretty sure whenever they have, like, these indicators of Kareem Hunt being on the field with Nick Chubbs and they're in a three-by-one set and he's offset or whatever it may be, mm. they probably schemed up that 80% of the time he's going for a screen. So I'm pretty sure there's a Mike linebacker sitting in the middle of the field like, hey, you know, Kareem, it's a three-by-one. I'm telling you, these guys are super intelligent. Uh, in the film and what you can study to understand what's in front of you is uh, it's pretty detailed. But it, it, like I said, back to, back to what I said, football is about matchups. You need both of those guys on the field, and you need to build packages from that, right? But um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm not the coach, obviously. But I, all I know, it's, it's, very, it's very hard for linebackers to watch these guys and to tackle these guys. It would be even harder as a game when no one to tackle these guys. Right. And, and, and I didn't get it in now, but I do want to say this before we go off. The reason that Nick Chubb has a bunch of success is because he's a sound player, right? He, he runs with a bunch of integrity. And what that means is if he's running outside zone or inside zone, he runs real hard, he sticks to his track. And over time, G, to your point, if you get 20 carries, the defense usually breaks their infrastructure before the offense, right? And so guys out of position, guys can't tackle, and that's how he breaks these long runs. And so you have to feed him the ball enough, 
and hoping that your offensive line does their job enough that he catches a crease here and there. But if you get ahead of yourself or if you're down 14 points or whatever it may be, or if you're in a scenario that you can't actually exercise that, that becomes a problem. So that's I had a bunch of stuff I want to say. No, but that's yeah. smart, but that's why you have to keep feeding him. If, if, if you have that yeah. game, and it's going to happen, Bull, I know that you say he's unstoppable. No yeah. player's unstoppable. It's going to happen this year where he's got six carries for 19 yards. The worst thing you can do at that point is just abandon it and go right. away from it. What do shooters Definitely, do in the NBA yeah. when they miss their first couple of I'm not of going away from Shooters it, yeah. shoot. Right. And, but we've seen in the past where it's six carries for 19 yards, then you're like, I don't see Nick Chubb. Where is he? He disappears. Yeah. Stay with him because you're, you're absolutely right, Maurice. It's like rolling dice. He is so good at doing what he's supposed to do and hitting the lane yeah. he's supposed to hit. A lot of times, a guy gets him by a, by a shoestring. And it, it changes whether or not it's a two-yard gain or a 40-yard gain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep feeding yeah. that beast. Eventually, he's going he's he to win. He will always. He's yeah. going to win. Yeah. What's the last one? Last, one. last question. Yes, sir. Cade York has missed a kick in each of his last three games. So the question is, will he make all of his kicks versus the Patriots? Maurice, you're up first. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I've been around enough special team guys. And they always uh, look to right their wrongs. No difference than a, a running back who fumbles or a quarterback who throws interception. Uh, in order for you to mentally get back into the game, you want to kick a perfect game. So you have to hope and believe that the next game will be his perfect game. So I'm hoping that this game is his perfect game and he makes them all. Maurice says yes. We promised one unanimous answer. We have not seen it yet, which means everybody agrees. Wow. Maurice, which means we have officially jinxed. Cade York. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Cade. I'll blame you guys because I've been on that side of the fence all day. Yeah, so. I knew Bull was going to say yes just because if you ask right now, are the Browns going to beat the Patriots 150 to nothing, Bull would be No, I'm yes. saying no on that one. <laughs> You've hit my limit there. I'm glad to see that you have faith in the yeah. kicker still. Yeah, it's yeah. going to take more than a couple of misses for me to jump off the Cade York yeah. fan. I line. feel like you were approaching God. this Browns game it, the way that the Browns approached David Njoku's contract in the last season. It yes. was based on what they haven't seen yet. Correct. But what they expect to see. <laughs> you are 100% All right, that's what I feel yes. like you're doing. Yes. All right, good. All right, well, I think we settled everything, didn't we? Yeah. I think so. We solved all the world's problems. We well, need to we need to blitz more, and yeah. we need more dogs on, on defense. Yeah. That's and good luck getting some sleep, Maurice. Good yeah, luck. Catch, luck, Maurice. catch up on that sleep, Maurice. <laughs> and, and Maurice, congratulations, man. I'm yeah, super congrats. happy for you, and Thank I know you. all our viewers are as well. See you later, buddy. Great, job, man. Maurice Claret. Thanks, Maurice. Uh, it, wouldn't it be funny if 18 years from now, Maurice Claret's son is running for touchdowns at the shoe. Why the Ohio State University? Why don't we give him one of those deals right now? Can can we give him a pre-deal, like a pre-college deal <laughs> here deal. through the show? Yes, sure. So we yes. do like an NIL deal, like idea. a pre-NIL deal. Now we'll, we'll get like an advertisement with him holding like a something like that. We'll send some Pampers over that way, and that's his payment. I think that's fair. It'll be the and only that, NIL deal that exists. That's our Pampers. baby spokesperson. I yeah, Pampers is expensive. Yep. Uh, I, it it makes my heart smile to see where Maurice is today. Um, you know, I first met him when, I mean, I knew him when he was playing, but I first really met him when, when he was incarcerated and yeah. he was getting ready to start a new life. And he was full of optimism. He read everything he could get his hands on when he was in prison. And it just, it makes me so happy to see him being successful, being a, not just an involved father, but, I mean, you guys could see it. Um, yeah. It's just... He just really turned things around, and nothing makes me happier because he's a good person and he deserves all the good things. To Prison sounds terrible, but I think that structure does sound kind of nice sometimes. Just as far as I don't want to go by any means, <laughs> but all the 
all the reading and writing you probably yeah. have done, you have no choice but to be there alone. Wait, I mean, yeah. great at least on shape. TV, that's what they do. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. but I don't, I don't go out the go. yard, pump some iron. I'm just hey, saying. Man. Hope to not get shivved. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> jail is not a vacation. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. not easy. Go, I don't want go, the structure go, go. of jail. I'll pass I'm on that. Cool on yeah. that. I'm going to just hang out. Maybe like a corporate workshop. That's quote board material, though. I kind of like the structure of prison. Maybe you should join the military now. Yeah, I think it's a little late on that. Well, I don't know. Maybe. If you lived in Russia, you you got bone spurs in your foot. Yeah, real quick, we're going to pivot to the Guardians real quick. Bernie Kozar is supposed to come in. However, he did just tweet a video himself on a tractor saying, just finishing up another morning harvest. So hopefully, no, that is not a current video. I don't think it don't think it is. Bernie is everywhere. You see videos from him in all these different places. Listen, he is a renaissance dude. Trust me. making sure that wasn't a At 11.22, he texted me and said, 25 minutes. All right. Okay, good. So good. now that would be 11.47. So he's got three minutes and 40 seconds from right now to text. So he's me. got plenty, yeah, plenty of time. Let's let's that's a pull 25 minutes. He might yeah. be like, he might not be here till four, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, so yeah. you know. <laughs> Someone said on the morning sure call. On a tractor no, not currently, like hopefully. That, so. No, if he is, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, we're going till two o'clock today, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let's talk a little Guardians. Game two tonight. Hopefully, well. hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, it doesn't the seem like it's going to happen. I, I just got a couple of points, uh, Bull, and then I'm going to um, listen to what you have to say about them. The guards- Before you start, tell me what the difference is. I mean, I know the Bieber pitching thing's the big problem if, yeah. if he doesn't. If, if they, that's that's the big deal about why we want to play tonight, right? Well, yes. And explain that to the people who might not okay. understand. Well, because if it's if it's if they play tonight, mm-hmm. then they have a day where they are off Friday. Right. They travel here for the games Saturday and Sunday. And then. Yeah. If he pitches tonight, right, he can't. He could theoretically come back on short rest and pitch in game five if needed. Mm-hmm. If game two doesn't happen until tomorrow, then he's not going to be available yeah, right. for a game five. And that it. might not matter because they might not want to use him on three days rest anyway, but you'd like to at least have that yeah, option. option yeah. Yeah. At the very least, maybe even if he doesn't start, maybe you could bring him in for an inning or two in that game five, think, which you're less likely well, to do. That's an all-hands-on-deck yeah. game. Yeah. He would definitely be available for an inning or two if yep. needed. Guys, yes. Guys, this, this, to me, this is why it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter because I think the Yankees are good for two to three home runs a game. I just think they're good for it. Um, it they, If you watched the last game with the Yankees, they hit one and a half per game they, in the regular season. They, a little more than one and a half. They weren't. They weren't killing the ball. There was a couple pitches where they got. They got what they needed and they hit home runs. And those home mm-hmm. runs got them four runs. Now the best part of the Guardians team is the bullpen. And if you can't get to the bullpen, it doesn't with a matter. Lead, it doesn't it don't matter. matter. Yeah. All right, I, I, I think, go ahead, Jay, you wanted to make a point. Well, I just got yeah. a couple of things, yeah. and I, I wanted your reaction yeah. to them. I looked at the splits, and I, I knew what they were. I knew they weren't great. Yeah. Um, but here's my big, big, big fear for tonight. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. If the Guardians are going to win, it's going to be a very low-scoring game, and Bieber's going to go at least seven mm-hmm. and keep them in the game. What scares me is, even if he pitches 
great would be seven innings, no runs, or one run. That's great. Anything outside of that is, depending on how much it is, good, below average, right, whatever. Right. Great is seven innings and one run or less. Let's say he does that. That means the Guardians have to do something that they haven't done this entire series, this entire postseason, 33 innings. They have not built a single run. And mm. that's that's their bread and butter. And well. their splits against lefties. Mike, oh. I was going to ask you to build a graphic for that. It gets kind of complicated, but they're just not they, – they, they, they don't do as well against lefties as they do right. against righties. And Cortez is pitching probably – would you say he's pitching better now than at any point in his career? Definitely. I he's, think he is. Yeah, I mean, he's, and so what scares yeah. me is if Cortez also pitches great, that right. would mean it's one to nothing or one to one going into the eighth and ninth. I just – I don't, I don't know. I like our bullpen better than I like yeah. the Yankees' bullpen, but that has to happen so, if the Guardians are yeah. going to win. So, listen, I, we're all getting into this mind frame that a lot of fans get into when they play the Yankees. We get into this this panic of the Yankee mystique. I'm not panicking. And they're pa- – well, okay. Yeah, maybe, I'm concerned. I think a lot of fans are panicking. I agree. Yeah, You're not I'm panicking. I'm definitely okay. not panicking. Uh, the Guardians offensively have been terrible in the playoffs. And we have seen them at times this year be terrible offensively. Mm-hmm. They they have gone through stretches. They're going through one now. If obviously if they if that doesn't end immediately, they're going home soon. Yep. However, um, I I don't I I I I just don't buy that this Yankee team is that much better than the Guardians. In fact, I don't think they're better at all. For top from top to bottom. I believe these teams are fairly even. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Yankees have the big power edge. The Guardians have the big bullpen edge. But as you guys said, if the Guardians can't score, then they can't take advantage of that bullpen edge. Right. And they haven't scored so far. It's a small sample size. Nestor Cortez is good. They have struggled against lefties. Okay, all fair. But in the end, like I'm not going to get in this frame of mind of, they got a big payroll, and we can't win, and we got no chance. Yesterday in your file take, you said you don't think the Guardians can win the World Series. Now, they may not, but I don't believe that they can. I do believe that they can. I think they have a chance. Yes. I'm just saying if, if someone said put a pile of money in the middle of that table and yeah. split it amongst the eight teams that are left. I wouldn't put them last. No, I wouldn't put them last, yeah. but they would have a very small share of that money. They would. I'm going and- big Dodgers. I'm going big Astros. I'm right. going big Yankees. Yeah, I just but, I wouldn't go big Yankees. I, Astros and Dodgers, I, I, would, I agree I, with you. I, I want to go back to your yeah. point that you don't think that they're a better team. I just um, don't. I'll just roll out yeah. why they are. Okay. Um, 162 games is the largest sample size we have in any sports season. Correct. They play in a much more difficult division than correct. the Guardians do. The yes. Guardians get fat every year on their 19 games against the Tigers, the Royals, and even this year to some extent the Twins and the White Sox. Yes. That's half of your schedule. Okay. Agreed. The Yankees, while we're playing those four teams, are playing the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, teams that are much, much better. Mm-hmm. The Red yeah. Sox, you know. So I just think that. Well, the Orioles and Red Sox aren't very good. This no, but year. they were the Blue Jays. Listen, they were the White Sox and the Twins. Right. The Blue Jay, the the Red Sox and Orioles are equivalent to they the White Sox and Twins. They don't have a Royals and a Tigers. No, they don't. But here's the thing: if you ask me, who's the better team from April first through now? I'll say the Yankees. Yeah. If you ask me who's the better team August from the first. All-Star break till now, yeah, no I'll say it's 
it's neck and neck. Right. And I believe that. And part of it is the Yankees haven't played well, but part of it is the Guardians have a million young players who have gotten better and I, more confident. I, I, now, it might not pan out this year. Yeah. It might not. And ultimately, the Yankees might win the series, and, we're all, and a lot of people are going to be, oh, we can't compete, and this and that. And I don't blame you when the season's over for being mad about the payroll. I'm going to be mad about payroll when the season's over, too. But this is a hell of a good young team. They're going to be a contender for a long time, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. And yeah. I think just because they're strong, these series change in a hurry. I One big it. offensive game. Dodgers. Exactly. One big offensive game today, and all of a sudden they go home 1-1 with McKenzie on the mound. We're all going to feel a lot different. Well, field advantage. Well, yes. well, I, and don't I, feel advantage. I don't yes. think it comes down to who's a better team. I just think it comes down to the matchup. And, they're, and, and the Yankees have a, a more room for error, right? When you hit home runs, it covers a lot of your stuff up, right? And so when you look at the, the, the lineup for uh, the Guardians, you got two automatic outs. Hedges and Straw. And that's killing them. Hedges and Straw is it, two automatic them. outs. And then Naylor struggles so much against left-hand pitchers. He's one of your guys you're counting on, but he doesn't He doesn't swing so the basketball. He's two-thirds of a lineup So tonight. now you 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 looking at Quan and Ramirez and Gonzalez. And Gonzalez, besides the home run uh, in the Rays series, has not – he didn't have really well, good – Well, nobody's hit much. Again, it's, a, it's not like the Yankees got a million guys killing – they played one playoff game here. Yeah. They've got yeah. – it's not the like they has to be better. Yes, agreed. At the bottom of their the Yankees lineup is not that great. It's better than the Guardians, certainly. Yeah. And, yes, there is a, a, an avenue of, yes, margin for error because we they're more likely to hit more home runs. However, if we do get into a game where it does get into the bullpens, then the Guardians have – then the Yankees have less margin for error because they don't have reliable bullpenners. How many runs do you think? What's, what's the run amount that you think the Indians or, excuse me, Guardians got to get to for to, to be in contention to win this game? Were you four. Think, four? How much of yeah, this? I think if they, if they score four runs, they score they'll score four, the they'll win the game. How much of this is, do you guys think, is psychological? This is the youngest team in the league. They played in front of an average crowd of under 16,000 all year long. And now they find themselves in Yankee Stadium, uh, surrounded by what? It's a factor. It's easy people. to say. You can't say that it's that not a factored fact. in. You I think it is. These are kids, but it's not I, overwhelming. I, I don't will think say they're going. Oh my God! What are we I will do? say that last night for my podcast today, I I spoke with Zach Meisel. We talked. We talked for thirty. I did a thirty-minute interview with him. He was gracious enough to give me a lot of time, and he knows the players as well as anybody because he's in that locker room every day. He's in New York right now. And he said, yeah, obviously they made some mistakes in that game. He does not think they're feeling overwhelmed. I don't think they are either. At all. And I think that's because of Tito. And yeah. That's because that's of right. Tito and Jose. Tito's comments yesterday, I was already not panicked. But yeah. when I heard Tito talk yesterday, I felt even better. And but this team believes in itself. I believe that. They but there's really a difference do. between being panicked and yes. just also accepting sure. reality. I'm, so, I'm in this situation. Moment, you can't pretend like you're not be, in this situation. For them. So yeah. even if they're not totally freaking out and they're not, I'm not saying they're up there like, oh, I've never been in this. Right, right, you know, right. I think, but I think in the back of your mind, you still know. Sure. The That's why it's there's a no doubt. So, there's hey, no doubt. Mikey, do we have that clip? that I talked about of Karen check. Yeah. yeah, before you show it, let me set it up. So everybody knows that Karen checks kind of been a Jekyll and Hyde guy mm-hmm. had a lot of success early last year. Then the spin rate scandal came out and he they figured apart. out that all the players were using mm-hmm. the illegal the substance goo. to get more right. grip, to get more RPMs on the ball. And obviously the more RPMs you have, the more you can move the baseball, the mm-hmm. harder it is to hit. Everybody's numbers kind of came up after 
they crack down on the illegal substance. And now, of course, if you watch any baseball at all, you see as the pitcher yeah. comes off the mound, the umpire does this right here. Yeah. Well, and not he, everybody's, yeah, but a lot. And most his completely yeah. fell apart. Yeah. yeah. Mostly, like, like, everybody is being checked. Now, it doesn't yeah. happen every inning, but yeah. the vast majority of innings, yeah. the vast majority of pitchers, as they're walking in the dugout, you'll see them take off their glove and they'll yeah. come to the umpire. Yep. Umpire will touch. And they'll say, okay, you're good. Karen Check earlier this year had his hair padded down. An umpire wanted to see what was in his hair because yeah. when he was up and had a lot of success early, he had short hair. Right. Mm-hmm. If you notice when he pitched, he's constantly going like this. I just think he's a wacky guy. Well, there yeah. was a guy on Twitter that had this conspiracy theory yeah. that he's absolutely cheating. Got that jail. And that he's putting that substance in his hair. And if we can, let's roll it. There's no sound. There's no sound. But, but I'll narrate. I- I'll tell you what he's saying. So he's like, this guy's a cheater. So here's Karen Check. Before he was, uh, after he came back from the minor leagues. So they're showing him going to his hair nonstop. And he also goes to the rosin bag. He didn't point that out, but he typically will go to the rosin bag and his hair. There he is. And he's clearly grabbing his hair and it looks like he could be getting something uh-huh, off of it. Right. This is Karen check when he, before he was sent down to the minors and started to struggle. And he correctly pointed out, he's clearly grabbing a substance off his glove as someone who's used an illegal substance. I've always put it in my glove. Mm. It's easy to grab. No one can see it. You, a lot of times I would do it as I was looking in for the sign. I would just grab a little bit on my two fingers and then grip the ball. So he's saying now that he's clearly using it and he's cheating and this is crazy and it's got to be stopped. I, I just want to take a second and say, I'm not going to completely defend Karen Check and say he is not cheating. Mm-hmm. I can't right. say that. I don't know. Here's what I absolutely can say and, and know from experience. When you're pitching and you and you always want more grip, you always want as much grip as you can with your index and your middle finger. I think what he's doing is he's grabbing sweat. And mm-hmm. I think that's why he's grown his hair out. So he's and if you watch him closely when he pitches again, he goes to the rosin bag a lot. I he's getting him. the rosin on his fingers, yep. which I use whether it's cold or hot, I use it. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to his hair to get moisture. And it gives it, it, the rosin yep. a little bit of tack. Yep, it is tack. not illegal. Yep. Yep. It is not illegal. Right, right, right. And especially and, if there's product in his hair. Like well, that's the next thing I was <laughs> going to address. A lot of guys will put a lot of product in their hair when they pitch. With the reason being, they know that it, not every pitch, but if you need it, you can go up there, you can get it, or you can take your hat off. Do this number right here. Yeah. Get a little bit on your finger. That is not illegal. I always feel like pitchers are always trying something. I and so are hitters. I can yep. hitters. I can't. So hitters. I can't worry about. I mean, the Astros thing was egregious to yes, another that level. That was over the top because it was systemic. Uh, it was a bit yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, I mean, here's the where you draw the line. I don't really care. I, 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 yeah. What I hope happens is if he pitches an inning and pitches really well. Yeah. I hope Aaron Boone comes out of the dugout and goes up to the umpire and says, "I want his hair yeah. checked." I want his belt checked. <laughs> I want his glove checked. Get the one. Because you know what? At that, at that point, here's what that means. He's living rent-free. Well, that's what we heads. saw with well, Musgrove the and the Mets. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Checking his ears. Yep. Exactly. And when, when, that, when you get to that point, because I've been in dugouts where you think the other guy's cheating and it becomes like wildfire and it's right. consuming the entire energy yeah. of the dugout. Yep. You've hey. won at that point. That's Are right. there limits on product that you can put in your hair though? No. Like you can, they, I can put whatever I want. They were like, I mean, well, say, no, if you came out and I like so, to use model plain who's blue. The hitter, who's the hitter for the, is it the Braves or the Phillies that has the long, it looks like he's got motor oil in his hair. Hey, mm. A retired player? No. 
playing now. It played yesterday in the playoff game. Um, why can't I think of it? It's just it's super long, it's and it looks like there's motor hey, oil in it. I'll yeah. tell you what, man. Now, he's a hitter. Uh, but Brandon Marsh? I th- it might be Marsh. Yeah, I, it might I mean, be Marsh. I think it's Brandon Marsh. It's really, really. It is I mean, Mar- it's the center fielder. It's Marsh. It's greasy. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's wet with oil. Yes. If you wanted, I don't know that question. The answer mm. to that question. If you wanted the great grip, get you a can of Murray's. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lifetime supply of Murray's, which is yeah. just only one can. Uh-huh. Oh, you can You get that Murray's, you throw a ball through a wall, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Most of it has a scent. It has right. an odor. Right. Um, I used, I, and I, I still do. I, I take a little bit of pine tar that I use for my bat. Yeah. And I take the stick and I rub it in my glove. Uh-huh. And I don't rub it where I catch the ball. I rub it on my thumb on the high side. And it's there if I, if I need it. Sometimes in the fifth inning, I'll put a little bit more there. I don't use it every pitch. If I really want a curveball to move a yeah. lot, I'll, I'll grab just a little mm. bit. And the, and the way you can get away with it is when I hit – I get, I'm getting pine tar on my hands anyway. Right, that's right. So if an umpire, you use a nail file, I've been, no, I've never done that. I've never done Is that. that Phil Necro, Phil Necro yeah. pulled his pocket out, out came the emery board. Every board, it was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. No, a lot of guys do it. Yeah, hitters know that when it's really cold, pitchers are doing something because mm-hmm. it's there's no humidity, there's no moisture in the air, right, yeah. and it's hard to get that grip. I don't think Karen Check is cheating. I think at this point he is getting sweat or product from mm-hmm. his hair. But until the until Major League Baseball tells him he can't do that, he's not breaking any rules. I have a picture of Phil Necro when he was pitching with the Indians here, and, and he, he looked like he, he looked 60. like he was 75 years old. I, I he really did. He, he looked he, gray it, early. Yeah, yeah. It and was, he pitched till he was like mid 40s. Yeah, yeah. But right. he, he looked like just a standard middle-aged like dad is on the mound. I know. Uh, Whereas Julio Franco, you can Franco, find a picture of Phil Necro with the Indians. Yeah. Whereas Julio Franco played till he was almost 50, and he looked like he was in his 30s still. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. And then we found out later he was really 72. Like he was also lying. They lied on his age when he came up. So even older. Yeah, I think he played till he was 47. But Phil Necro, you're right. I mean, yeah. he it's looked, amazing. Oh he looked God. like someone's grandfather. He yeah, he looked. Yeah. Then he threw a knuckleball, which isn't you know, it doesn't strain your arm, and right. so you can True. stick around a lot longer didn't than Sa- if you're throwing gas. Didn't Satchel Page coming in the league, he was already 50. Oh, Satchel Page pitched well. I think I think it was well into his yeah. 50s, if I'm not mistaken. He was in Negro leagues for 20 years. He didn't get a start with somebody. <laughs> And I think he wanted to pitch in like five different generations, five different yeah. decades. So yeah. they signed him late in his They'd career. I, th- yeah. I think, if my memory is correct on well, that. Well, Satchel Page used to pitch in the Negro Leagues. He would pitch like a doubleheader. That's crazy. Bernie's here. It's new. both games. It He's was- here? Yeah. Oh, you want to go run upstairs and get Bernie? So Bernie's in the building, and we're going um, to go get him. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 